If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. We are not financial professionals, and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers. It only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional. Happy Sunday, Money Vikings. Yes. Hey, man. How are you doing, Greg? Hey, guys. Happy Sunday. Thank you. Happy Sunday. Sunday. Happy Sunday. Oh, did it again. Always look forward to this. We got a lot to talk about, of course, like we always do. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, got a very special show for everybody. Um, this is not a sad show, but I got to throw this out there. So, uh, on in a, in two days, it will be one year that uh, Bob and I, that our our beloved grandfather passed away, and uh, mm-hmm. he w- was a huge inspiration for us in terms of investing, and uh, was a really just great all around guy. So today we're going to talk about um, some of the valuable lessons that he that he taught us, and I got to tell you guys, this is awesome timing because there's another another awesome wise smart investing old guy that's celebrating a birthday today mr warren buffett what 90 years old right 90 90 today so uh those of you that read the blog or listen to us um you know know that we're uh we're you know big big buffett fans um i i certainly am i don't know what do you guys think i'm I'm a buffett guy you're a jimmy buffett warren buffett (laughs) i mean (laughs) You know? You're a Buffett fanboy. Let's just. Uh, I am a yeah. total Buffett yeah. fanboy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, love I never did. I would have loved to have gone to one of the, you know, one of the Buffett uh, and, and Munger um, conventions they have there in Omaha when they. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, know what I mean? well, you, you may still have a chance in the future. Maybe when he's 91. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just saying. I, you know, I, and I read, I actually read something from where they were talking about they were, um, uh, discussing his uh, revisiting his succession plan as well getting in 90 so it's uh, interesting well i mean yeah and i think it's you know and and you know i don't want to go into like a cult of personality and you guys are right like a lot of this stuff can be taken too far but you know uh brkb to me is is a great american investment um if you go into like the, you know what warren buffett invests in in the, in that uh investment it's like owning a really good in my in my mind, really good index fund or mutual fund um, that's mm-hmm. uh, that that is you know value investing focused. Um, but you know he owns he owns you know um, people might kind of like 
go, oh, you know, he's old school, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, people don't realize the guy owns huge stakes in Apple. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, he's 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 shifted a lot over the tech and the over to the tech side. And, um, uh, you know, he got out of the airlines because I think he saw some writing on the wall. Um, yeah. So I got a Buffett quote for you guys. I pulled out my, my Buffett book because, uh, as you said, Jerry, I'm a fanboy. <laughs> so every, every night I go to sleep with, like, Warren Buffett quotes. Did you guys know that? <laughs> I, you, you give one, and then I, I got a good one for you. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but no, and part of, part of I'm kind of trying to make a connection here because uh, um, our grandfather was by no means a billionaire, but, um, he, but there was, like, a wisdom to him. You know what I mean? And, and I get the same thing out of Buffett because I find a lot of wisdom, just life wisdom. And I'm not saying I'm not one of these people that thinks he is um, like he's not like uh, he is a shrewd businessman. So don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't think the guy is like, you know, just a, you know, innocent little grandpa. But he's but but he is. A, I, I do think he's a good guy and has a lot of cool things that people could learn um, and just how to how to live mm. a better life and how to be a better investor. But in this one, he says, uh, if we could find if we find a company we like, the level of the market will not really impact our decisions. We will decide company by company. We spend essentially no time thinking about macroeconomic factors. In other words, mm. uh, if somebody handed us a prediction by the most revered intellectual in the subject, et cetera, et cetera. What does he say here? I'm trying to get to the heart of it. Um, basically, this is it. He says, we simply try to focus on businesses that we think we understand and where we like the price and the management. So, you know, um, it's just one way. It's, again, we just try to throw out so many ideas in terms of how to invest. But one way of investing is to think about the fact that you're buying a company vice uh, mm. just a stock. So I think that it's right. the heart of that. Yeah. He, um, they definitely, he, he's done a phenomenal job at, because I think he, he reiterates that a lot in his, uh, in kind of the um, uh, interviews and, and shows that he does where he, he really does talk about it's investing in a business that you believe in, you know, uh, um, it really makes a difference. And something, now let me, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to follow up with my quote, so I'd rather you finish your thought first. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I was just going to say he, he also says he doesn't invest in businesses unless he understands them. That's why maybe he uh, right. perhaps missed out on uh, some of the tech technology ones that he didn't understand. Some of them. Right, right. So my quote for him, and this is something that's always stuck with me, is uh, he says it, it's take, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. Mm -hmm. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. <laughs> Look at that. But Mike, Mike oh, drop. Great. Boom. Mike drop. This guy's just brilliant. Yeah. So. Oh, man. That's good yeah. stuff. I, Jerry, Jerry I who's your, who's your, uh, I mean, I know you, I know you're a Buffett fan too. So you call me the fanboy, but I know you like him too. But um, <laughs> do, you, do you have any uh, like uh, old, old dudes that inspires you? <laughs> old dudes that inspire me. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. No, honestly, I, I don't. I don't know if I'd go, you know, so far to say old dudes, but um, I'm I'm really a big fan of uh, Tom Sosnoff and what he's done with um, with Tasty Trade and Tasty Works. He built the uh, the Think or Swim platform that was purchased mm. by um, TD Ameritrade. He sold that, and then a few years later, started uh, Tasty Works with some of his buddies from the trading floors in Chicago. And uh, he's a uh, contrarian, 
He's very entertaining to listen to. He's got a lot of interesting ideas. I like his podcast. I listen to it every week. Uh, it's called Truth or Skepticism that he hosts with Dylan Radigan. Um, so yeah, he's a he's a contrarian, and uh, you know I find it uh, hard to be as contrarian as he is. But uh, he is. You know, Jerry, that's that's a good one. I, I I'm with you. Sosnoff is really cool to listen to. Um, uh, they they all all of them actually on on that uh, on that platform and network. Yeah. Um, you know, like he's, you know, he's kind of the, the, uh, the personality the, or the personality. Yeah. yeah. But, um, the, got the, uh, Tony Batista. Like, I've met both of them. Oh, I followed them to uh, San Francisco. I saw them present in uh, San Diego, um, at their, uh, their various events that they have. And, uh, they, they kind of, to me, they're kind of like rock stars, to be honest. I mean, I'm just, I am not worthy. I'm not worthy when I see them. <laughs> Thank you. Batista, Batista gives Money Vikings shout outs sometimes. He does. He does. Oh, really? really? Bob, do you know that? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There was one on Twitter, man. He's giving us uh, Money I love Vikings shout outs. I love yeah. it. I love it. Right. He's so cool. No, he's, they're, they're just like, they're cool guys. That's so good to listen to. And, that's, um, good, that's a good answer, Jerry. Sure, and I got I got one more, and this is probably all I can contribute to today. Um, I've discovered this last week uh, this gentleman named Don Singletary, who has a book called "An Introduction to Day Trading Micro Futures for Income: uh, A Beginner's Gateway to Trading for a Living," and he has uh, got some really interesting, uh, simple signals for buying and selling on the five-minute intraday charts that I've been oh, uh, trying, and uh, I paid for the book already, so I, it must be working. <laughs> huh. Cool. So I'll, I'll put some links to uh, to both of those guys in the show notes once we uh, throw this up on the net. Now, Jerry, th- this is the thing: is when you start when you start slicing down to the five-minute charts, you're you're uh, you're stepping into day trading boundaries, man. What's, I know. Uh, what's going on? I know there? it's a completely different type. <laughs> You think I'm only long term or options uh, only? No, <laughs> man. I'm see you on the on the the like, condors and and options, the covered calls and and long game. I'm not used to the the day trading. Setting. Oh, I I love those, but uh, the problem is condors are so boring. Sometimes they <laughs> they they only give you maybe a buck or two of of uh, theta every day, right? Right. And so you, you got to wait a long time. So while you're waiting. For, and you're making money on that there you got to do something else to stay entertained and engaged so uh, yeah the smalls the small exchange and micro micro e-mini futures are are where it's at i think yeah <laughs> so yeah. you know this is cool guys because the, the, the theme today is kind of like yeah who do you find you know inspiration from and i find that so important as we talk about with investing and just life right because you know we're together you find friends you find people we can talk with Right. And uh, you inspire each other, you uplift each other. And so our grandfather was, was, was like that for us. He was just a great man, really, and he was a good investor. And we yeah. could do a whole show about him with real estate investing because he was a brick and mortar uh, real estate investor um, for many years. Loan, um, lo- uh, private lender. Yeah, he's, you know, a lot. Did that wow. stuff for a while. And then, you know, all from, all from basically scratch i mean didn't didn't come with any uh uh big advantages handed to him in life um but the first one i'm going to start with here is is not just that it's about who he was because really one of the biggest things that he taught me what and and bob and a lot of people is um is to live with integrity uh, be ethical and treat people with respect Mm -hmm. and uh i i i don't know i i do i know this is an investing show but uh i think that's important um, uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, for many reasons, um, 
and uh, you know, just what goes around comes around. Well, right? but it, I mean, yeah. Greg, to that point though, it, it does carry into investment, right? Because you to we tend to trade ethically, right? Um, uh, and maybe it's it's also um, maybe it's also why I have such a problem on trying to short a stock. Because I, I always want to look out for the the success and growth and the you don't positivity. want to be anti-American, right? <laughs> right. But it, I don't know. Maybe maybe that maybe that is uh, the root of my my perspective. How I got my perspective and my approach is is that as well. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's funny you say that, Bob, because I I have a hard time pulling the trigger on uh, on uh, and you guys are going to laugh at me probably, but on tobacco stocks. Oh yeah, I, I really do. Walmart. And I won't buy Walmart. <laughs> oh no, I, I like Walmart. Walmart's like a great Walmart. stock. Great I know, stock. I know. I like Walmart, but but but, uh, but but yeah, but the, the the tobacco ones I have a hard time with. Um, but I, you know, and and I kind of get into that. But but this is more about like personal relationships, right? Like right. how you know how you treat people, and uh, you know, so I mean, that's you know, he was always a good a good example of that. Um, but the other one I liked about him is that it was like, you know, he, he realized that life was like a series of challenges, just mm-hmm. like investing is. And he would just say, you know, you don't, don't do too much of a pity party. You just you got to get up and try again. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys see that with your investing. I see it with mine. I've made a few mistakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> we all have. We all have. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's the right attitude. You can't you can't let it get you down. And uh you know, just stop investing because of one bad mistake. Right. Unless all your capital's gone, then that's a yeah. different story. <laughs> then you gotta then you gotta start from scratch. <laughs> People don't do that. I'm telling you. Like, uh, just, you know, may, just if you're not sure about something, you know, uh, uh, try to test the waters first. That's that's what I think. Or, or paper uh, trading. You know, that's yeah. uh, which, which I don't. I preach, but I haven't. I've never done. I've tried it for like five minutes, but I don't. Get I've the never done it. Either. Same psychological rush that I do from uh, real money. <laughs> well, I think I think the, the the thing is that you gotta um, uh, sometimes not everybody does this. I but I I'm victim to it. I'm victim to victim to it very recently. Is you get so emotionally and psychologically attached and tied to this to one stock, right? And oh yeah, um, you lose you lose touch with your your tool set and, and your 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 tool belt, right? And and analyzing data and information um you know yeah and so it, you oh, kind of you, you think it is a great lesson i you know and that's yeah. i i talk about it but you know I, I did it with mbis i um you know there was a lot of hype around this earnings call recently and i was just so heavy and loaded on it and um you know we we lost close to 60 grand 50 grand um, that's a great that's a great point yeah. bob and that, that that's something that um yeah. that's something that jerry does a really good job I've, I've learned a lot of that from you jerry that you you do a good job i think of just keeping in mind that the investments are a vehicle right and, and you got to be thinking about it in terms of you know how much money you're making um what your risk is right yes uh, yeah and all that and you you do a really good job of that instead of getting because you're yeah you're onto something bob a lot of people a lot of you know especially new to investing like they'll get enamored right and, you know, and, and it's it's happening <clears throat> it's happening before our very eyes i mean you, we, we we talked last episode about the robin hood thing right and you know a lot of robin hood folks and i'm i'm probably part of this too i mean you know, we're getting enamored with like individual individual names. Like it's like it's very exciting, right? Talk about, but it's very exciting, you know, that Apple is splitting, right? Right. And just 
watch what's going to happen next week. It's probably going to be crazy. It's going to be chaos. Like, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, the, the joke on Wall Street is that anybody that wants to, you know, double or triple their, uh, their, their the value of their company just has to announce a split. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's a great, I mean, yeah, it gets everybody's attention. And, uh, it, hey, I, I got to admit, when I opened up my Robinhood today, I really enjoyed seeing that number of shares. <laughs> I was Psychologically, like, hey, it's right. that's why I said, do you feel rich now? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just excited because, and I forgot to mention this last week when we were talking about covered calls, but Apple has sort of been beyond reach for covered calls because you must own 100 shares of the stock to enter into yeah. a covered call. Now it's suddenly possible. So once all the, the volatility kind of dies down, uh, I mean, I may consider just Apple as a vehicle for uh, ongoing covered calls monthly. Just for, love yeah. it. Yeah. And I, and, and you know, the thing that I look at with, um, I've talked to Greg a little bit about this is um, with Apple and Tesla is um, it, it is being so unpredictable right now. Um, tech is so powerful and strong and, um, the future innovation is so heavily invested in. We, we don't know what's going to happen, and there there are analysts out there that are like, let's you know, looking over Tesla real quick. There are analysts out there that still think, even after the split, that Tesla will make or break three thousand dollars a share by the end of the year. Hmm. So, to, I mean, you think about it from March March until now, they went from three hundred to you know twenty three hundred. Um. And They're for splitting. those listening, we're basically at the end of August 2020 right now. Next yeah. week, beginning of September. End of September. So we're we're so, talking five months. They you know stacked well, on two grand, and and it really in the past few weeks they had really started um, going parabolic. So yeah, I mean we don't give investing advice. We don't I give investing say, advice, but it's just I, uh, I'm I'm a Tesla investor, but I know but I know it's risky. It's very so, risky and it's very risky. So it's like, no, know that what you're doing is risky. I mean, yep. you, could lose, you could lose a lot. I mean, I would know. Yep. So, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, just, we'll just see. know what you're getting into. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. anyway, sorry, we, we got way, way sidetracked, but talking about a, a grandpa. Um, <laughs> yeah. Getting back on top. I, you know, the thing is, I, I will say is, uh, what I, I remember is he, um, he was always big about uh, being frugal, right? Mm-hmm. And we used to joke because Grandpa, he would drive clear across the other side of town to save maybe two cents, two cents per gallon on gas. Yeah, and my, we my used, we used to like that. Yeah, we used to laugh because <laughs> just to say, "Hey, I found it for there's two uh, two two seventy here. I I found it for two sixty eight over over right. you know 20 miles away and uh you know I, I do have this yeah i i but to think just for real quick to think back on this though i you know not only was it was it it was the hunt right it, it was the hunt um for trying to find the better deal but it was about the journey and i think it's so important when we talk about investing right is that it, it's about the hunt but it's also about the journey Mm -hmm. and you got to be smart. And this is true to what grandpa did is think about those investments where you see a future with the company. It's very much like Warren Buffett. You see a future with a company you want to invest in it and you incrementally add on to that, your shares over time. 
and and you you enjoy that journey and you're gonna have ups and downs and you just be patient you know be be the calm in the storm and yeah, you're and, right you're right and have that journey and you know what i realized about him over the years is that he truly respected how hard it was to earn a dollar at the right. end of the day that's what it is right. and you got you guys yep. know what i'm talking about and everybody listen, everybody listening yeah. no everybody listening that works you know, and we, we have, we, I mean, let's be honest, guys, we have cushy computer jobs. I mean, there's people <laughs> yeah. that have really difficult days out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably what we would consider, a, you know, a, a, a modest income. So it is not easy to earn a buck in this world. So he, right. he respected that dollar. And uh, you, yep. you, that was a great dovetail, Bob, because that was the next one right here. He respected the power of a dollar yep. um, and, and how hard it was to earn that dollar. And so, um, and then he always realized, he always told us that he said, you will never, he said, unless this is for, and this is for everybody out there listening, you will never make enough money. And I'll tell you what that right. means. Okay. Yeah. Unless you are a pro um, athlete, uh, superstar, or unless you are uh, in Hollywood, you know, making movies, you will never make enough money. You have to invest somehow. Those dollars, I think, uh, Jerry, you brought this up um, during one of our compounding discussions, I loved how you described it. Each one of your dollars is like a little, like an employee, like it's out working for you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, there, there's two other things too related to the dollar. The dollar itself is devaluing right now. Right. With all the stimulus, the dollars that we have are becoming worth less and less every day. With inflation going up, they're becoming worth less and less. So our job yeah. not only is to put the dollars we have to work, but to protect the dollars we have and make sure they still have the same buying power that uh, they do today when fire. Yeah. Yeah. He, he like, he really got that. And And, uh, I'll throw something else out there that you guys will find interesting. Um, Bob knows this, but I don't think Jerry knows this. So, I, you know, the big movement right now, obviously, or was a couple of years ago. Remember, Jerry is fire, right? Financial independence, mm-hmm. retire early. Right. Um, so our grandfather basically, I want to use the word retirement loosely because he didn't stop actually doing things and investing. But he sure. retired from formal working at the age of 50. Nice. Yeah. And then lived to 91. So, you know, he spent 41 years in retirement, which is pretty wild. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And this was back again. This was way before, you know, fire was very popular in the last couple of years. This guy fired in what, you know, 1979. (laughs) Yeah. Because the big thing is that, you know, granted, this is another probably another show, but it's, you know, the the property, he he had his stocks, but he had his property stuff. And so but when when you talk about investment, you know, People need to understand investment just doesn't mean the stock market, right? It's right. having a very broad portfolio of investments. And, you know, we, we touched on this last show is that, you know, that broad portfolio of stock investments. But the even broader picture is even looking at property and real estate is, you know, no matter the market, people can still make money, whether you're renting mm-hmm. property or you're you're buying selling, you know, and, and he he wound up having um you know, I think nine, what was it? Nine units or something like that. He had apartment, you know, apartment complex that mm-hmm. a couple of them that he was yeah. running and, um, and owned. But the and, point, uh, yeah, and the yeah. point is find your thing, you know, find your thing. Like, find your niche. Like, you know, Jerry has found this like awesome skill set with the options trading and mm-hmm. that, that skill set, 
You know, Jerry, I think about this all the time because the stuff that you're doing and, the, and Bobby's picking up on it really well, too, is like, like, you now know how to do that for the rest of your life. Like you can you can do that, you know, even when you retire someday and let's say you just want to make a little extra money, you can go do some options trades. Yeah. Yeah. Sooner sooner than later, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just yeah. saying. No, I mean, it's great to have this skill that, you know, sometimes I wonder if, if I wasn't working the full-time job and I really put more time into it during the day and could pay attention. Um, yeah. It would be amazing. But uh, yeah, I don't have that kind of time and I have other priorities and got to pay the mortgage, got to feed the kids, got to, you know, mm-hmm. shelter, food, <laughs> all that stuff, health insurance. So that's the priority. Um, but yeah, options trading and, um, you know, you know, kind of uh, looking at futures, something very, very exciting that I think I'll be able to do for the rest of my life uh, in my spare time. Yeah. And it's a good segue to the next one here because grandpa was big on, you know, we all know that life throws us challenges almost every day. <laughs> yes. and he would tell you that he would say like, life is not a success only journey. It has challenges. Um, and he was really big on you, you, you know, he would tell me, I remember this, that he would tell me, like you, you've got to start from somewhere. So you just got to start from where you're at, you know, where mm-hmm. you're at is where you're at. And I mean that for all the listeners, it does, you know, if, if you, if you got an extra hundred bucks, that's the beginning, you know, and that's opening yeah. a Robin hood account or opening a Vanguard account or opening fidelity account, putting that first hundred bucks in, maybe you automate that to, you know, you add another $25 a week or, you know, you add another 200 bucks a month. I'm telling you over time, those dividends and all that starts compounding. And yeah. before you know it, after a couple of years, you have something to work with. And he right. always like made that clear because a lot of people will do this thing where they'll say like, okay, I'm going to start investing when, right? It's always like, they're, they're, they're always looking for that perfect time out in the future. Like, okay, when I make this much money, when I've done this, when I, well, guess what? That win never comes. Yeah. Okay. Right. It never yeah. comes. Oh, see, but, it's, but it's also <laughs> how you, you, what you touch on is that, they'll they'll even have that like hundred dollars and, and they think themselves like i don't have enough money to invest and it's like well, there people realize not every stock out there in the world is 10 20 30 100 dollars a share yeah. you know there are lots of ways you can enter into the market and still make money just with a hundred dollars just and, with fifty dollars you know and, and if you feel like you want to buy an amazon or a tesla there's fractional shares now fractional so shares shouldn't be absolutely. a uh, deterrent absolutely jerry on our on our site haven't we um put up a few charts or cartoons over the years about like small amounts of investments over time we have we have yeah you have some nice uh, diagrams and some cartoons about just saving and the power of compound interest over time so i will definitely link them in the show notes oh yeah that'd be cool for people because i think you and I, you know you can find these folks but if you want like we you know we've done like cartoons that are kind of fun but um you know it'll show like uh you know just you know in investing uh how much per year or two i for example actually i'm kind of doing some quick research like i found one on our site that's kind of cool because you know like going up to a million dollars is kind of cool and it tells you how much you'd have to save every month like to get to a million dollars in 10 years 20 years 30 years Mm -hmm. or 40 years right and so like if you wanted to want to have a million dollars you know let's say in in 20 years you know, which that goes fast in a career and stuff. But anyway, oh, sure. 20, yeah. you know what I mean? 20 years, you have a million dollars. That'd be a great nest egg. You'd have to invest about, about 13, about 1,380 a month. 
Okay, that's pretty high, but for some folks, they can swing it. But if you want to do it in 30 years, it's, it's $481 a month. So a lot of yeah. people could probably look at their budget and probably find a few subscriptions and a few frappuccinos and a couple, <laughs> of, you know, right? A couple things here and there that add up quickly to 400 bucks a month. Yeah. So just uh, food for thought. Um, let's see what we got here. Oh, shun. He was, okay, Grandpa shunned bad debt. So, Jerry, you want to talk about mm-hmm. that one? Shunning bad debt. You, you, you're good at this, Jerry. I think you're good at this. Um, I, yeah, I, I definitely. The only debt I have is the mortgage at this point, really, um, and and that's that's fine. I think that's the one kind of that, that they say air quotes good debt. I suppose I'd love to pay that off too if that were uh, possible. But uh, yeah, you, you know, when when uh, when I get a car, I, I try not to uh, you know take out some huge loan, even if the the rates are great. I'd rather just pay it off or pay half of it off and not have that monthly obligation. I know cars devalue pretty quickly as soon as you drive them off the lot. But, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to do that. I got a vault like last year (laughs) and it was this year, actually. I love it. And uh, yeah, I was able to just, it was used and I was able to pay cash and it's just, I I couldn't be happier. It's just, you know, it's in my garage charging and uh, wow. And you got the solar going. We got to do a whole show on that. You got the solar, yeah. The yes. the sun is powering the electric car. That's I love it. Living the dream. That is so awesome. Now, what about this one, Bob? I I always found um. So, Grandpa, this this reminded me because you know you guys know I'm a big fan of the Millionaire Next Door books, right? Um, by yep. Doctor Stanley, and uh, in fact, her his um his daughter uh, has commented on our on our blog quite a few times. She's really nice and does research on millionaires in America. And uh, one of the one of the big things that and this is the same thing with grandpa. So most millionaires avoid outward displays of wealth like they really don't. Right. They really don't want to wear like the three thousand dollar watch. Yeah. And uh, I I always this one to me actually had less to do with the stuff than with. I find that people are who are able to build wealth and be self-sufficient. They're they're not as they're not as swayed by peer pressure, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, 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 they march their own beat and they're like, you know what? It's like, if these people don't like me because I'm not wearing a $3,000 watch, I probably didn't want to be friends with them anyway. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? No, that was him. And, and he, you know, cause he could have freely gone out and, and he did this. I mean, their, their car died and went out and just bought a new car cash and he didn't need all the bells and whistles. It was a, it was a Honda Accord. He, just had AM FM radio. Um, I, did it even have a backup cam, Greg? I can't remember. It, it does. Does it? And, and but it's it didn't a luxury have, item. It, right, right. <laughs> but it, you know, aside from that, it, it was just the cloth interior. <laughs> it item. didn't. It didn't have like the sunroof. It didn't. It, you know, it wasn't like the the fully loaded electric seats, and it, it just it was. Um, yeah, it, it just it's simple, and it got him from point A to a, point B. A to B, right? And that and. You know, but he had, yeah, yeah he could, he could have bought way, way nicer than that. I, but, think, I think you guys like this one too. Um, he was a big, and I, I'm kind of big into this too. Uh, I, I was more so before the pandemic, but um, he was always at thrift stores, right? Yeah. Always at thrift stores, uh, always looking for, uh, you can find really nice stuff at thrift stores. And we've done a couple little, mm-hmm. um, little posts on that, Jerry. Yes, we have. Thrift store finds, man. But I'm not a I fan mean, of the stale cookies and the stale crackers they always had. <laughs> those 
but yes, you, yes. The right thrift stores, because there's right. thrift stores, and then there's trendy thrift stores pretending to be thrift stores that charge right. a nice markup oh, for. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Thrift stores are almost becoming like too cool, so now they're like the prices are going mm-hmm. up. Yeah, that's yeah. True. You got to find the right kind, but I know exactly what you're saying. And uh, yeah, my father was very much like that. He would shop at thrift stores, and he was a uh, See, when... he was a he was a concert oboist, and he would shop at thrift stores. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd, lo- I'd love to learn more <laughs> about your dad because uh, he seemed like a really really cool guy, and uh, he made a great son. I can tell you that. So, oh, thank yeah. you. I definitely know that about him. <laughs> Good dude. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a that was a big one. The uh, the thrift stores. He would, um, you know, he could fix anything. So that was his big his big thing. Yeah. He was really handy. And so he would actually get sometimes. He would even like like people like we have such a throwaway culture. And I know that kind of drove him crazy because like well, you know, people will just throw something. Like he, he told me over the years, you wouldn't believe how many vacuums he pulled out of people's trash cans that just basically needed some hair removed. He just had to take scissors and a shop vac and he, and he would literally sell them at garage sales. Remember Bob? Yeah. He would, would, yeah. 20 bucks. He put like 20 bucks on it and he'd be, and he literally cut some hair and (laughs) shop vacked it and then stuck it in his front yard and put $20. He got $20 for like, (laughs) it's crazy for not, you know, people were, but it's exactly that people would just, Oh, it's tangled hair, you know, hair's tangled up in it. And, you know, instead of getting, getting a little dirty and experimenting to see how to take, take a vacuum cleaner apart, they, you know, you get kind of nervous and, and they just want to throw it away. And, right. uh, that was, one. that was gold for him. He, you know, he would see things sitting in trash cans and he knew you, if something is in a trash can or next to a trash can out on the public street is no longer your property. And so he, he knew <laughs> he could go and, and take that and fix it. And, uh, you know, love it. Good guy. Kudos, to him. Kudos yeah. to him. Yeah. Oh man. Just a great guy. So, I mean, we're forever grateful. We are, we were lucky, Bob. Yep. We're lucky for sure. Absolutely. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. And, I know he's. I know he's helping us now, guiding us, yeah. and uh, absolutely, he's proud of one of us. Just <laughs> <laughs> great. I was always the favorite grandson. <laughs> that was always the joke. Like my my grandparents always, always. <laughs> well, I was talking about Jerry. Oh, is that what? It was. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I did meet him yeah. at your wedding. You yeah, did. Yeah. No, you, yes, our grandpa's always joke around with us. They, yeah. We'd come in the room. One of us would come in the room and say, "You're our favorite grandson." <laughs> and then the the other one would come in the room. Hey, you're our favorite grandson. <laughs> Just the wise guy, it. huh? I oh. love it. Great guy. And Jerry, thanks for uh, thanks for indulging uh, yeah. Bob and I today because you know it's uh, it'll be one year since he passed. Yeah. You know, wanted to come. No, I know he was you know, uh, commemorate a influence but, on your. Uh, on, on the blog and finance and kind of your investment stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. I'm, I'm honored to be part yeah, of it. So much inspiration. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I don't know any, any uh, parting thoughts guys or anything you uh, wanted to bring up from the week or, or for next week, interesting stuff on your mind. Uh, we, yeah. Big, go ahead, Bob. I, I would say you, I mean, we, we, we started, Jerry and I talked talked a little offline a little bit, but we were, we were starting to get in a conversation about UVXY and, and just and, you know thinking about looking at that next week and and 
you know, how that might play. And again, not, not investing advice, but we're, you know, just kind of, it's looking appealing and interesting. Um, uh, like there may be something there. There, there seems to be some rumblings in, in the water with the, the futures in the market. And, um, I don't know. And what is that uh, so, so UVXY, it's part of the VIX, the VIX. It's the, you know, uh, for those out there that don't know, there, there is a fear index out there. And, and, um, uh, when the market, the futures start tanking, the economy's crashing, um, uh, there are places you can put your money that still actually make money. And that's, that is the, the VIXs. So UVXY is one of them. And it, um, it does the total opposite of, of the market. So when, when the futures are crashing, the market's crashing, the, uh, UVXY with some others go up and, um, you know, mm-hmm. you can play options with them and you can, you can put money in it. Um, so it's just, uh, what, do you, what are you doing next week, Jer? Well, yeah, like I was talking to Bob about the, uh, I'm, I'm just watching things. I'm kind of cautious right now. I feel like markets are at all. I mean, they are, it's not, I feel like they, they are at all time highs. I think, mm-hmm. uh, the Dow is almost at an all time high. It's 12,000 right now. Pretty amazing. The Nasdaq is just crazy. Uh, that's that's pretty high. And uh, sorry, not, did I say the Dow? The the Nasdaq is at twelve thousand. The, the yeah, Nasdaq's yeah, yeah. twelve thousand. Yeah, yeah. The Dow, Dow is almost at its all time high right now. It's twenty eight seven five six, and the S and P five hundreds three fifty three five two two. It's just ridiculous. So um, I don't see any signs of uh you know it reversing anytime soon so i'm not just about to go short any of those indexes but i am watching and the vix is starting to go up which is right. what uh bob's talking about uvxy i think we we said to ourselves a few weeks ago saw a great post on twitter i forget who posted it but she said if the uh goes above the 20 ema to just keep an eye on it and it has it's exceeded yeah. that so even though we're having great days, the VIX is creeping up. And some people see that as kind of a early warning for some sort of, uh, I don't know, full-blown correction is the right term, but uh, okay. something might be going on there. So mm-hmm. if, if you want some insurance, uh, you can buy UVXY. You can yep. short uh, QQQ. There was a trade on options action. They recommended $600 bearish put spread on QQQ. <clears throat> so the market tanks. Uh, you'll do pretty well on that one too, but I don't know. I don't feel like spending six hundred dollars on insurance right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's no, interesting stuff. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking into. You guys will laugh about this one. Uh, Kramer said, uh, "Take a hard look at GE." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, okay." So, so I'm looking at, I'm looking at some, uh, some GE. You know, some uh, cheap, cheap GE. Uh, we'll see. I don't know about GE, but. But uh, I don't know. I like the I like the CEO Cult. to be uh, doing what needs Cult. to be done, turning around. You know, yeah, Cult. I have to say though, I, this is it, it's kind of um, it, it's it sat with me a little bit. I, I heard somebody say the other day that if one of these guys like Kramer and other people are telling you to invest in something or not to invest in something, it's already too late, <laughs> right? And I, I just don't know how true that is. But then sometimes I do notice. I'm like, yeah, if they're telling you to do it. It's kind of as if the the players have already kind of gotten in there, and you may kind of get the short end of it. I I don't know how true that is, but it's um, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something to think well, about. Well, good. To, you know, to Bob. Good to be. You know what? Again, good. Good. You know what? Good on you though for questioning personalities right. and right. assumptions. You know, because we shouldn't. We shouldn't make anyone. Everyone's a human, and uh, we shouldn't make anybody godlike. We should uh, question all right. assumptions, right. right, and make right. up our own mind. Uh, so I, I and, I, and I, you know, I mean, in, you know. In, in there are the there are the personalities out there that are their their function is to pump something, right? They're they're trying to pump a stock, and and they 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 fit the need, they fit a purpose, and but yeah, we at the end of the day, we still have to make sure we do our own DD, right? Due diligence. That's the due diligence mm-hmm. is is key to, um, I think, for long term uh, growth. Um, unless you're a day trader, then you don't really care about due diligence, and you know you you have just uh, little little screeners you need. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say if you're a day trader, you don't care about due diligence. I think you're. Nah, looking yeah, at I know. It's all exaggeration. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but to the point, the point I wanted to make is that uh, there's different factors that you look at in right, short term. Right. You look at the the volatility and uh, you know, yeah. different types of indicators. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, great show. Um, God, it always goes fast. Always fun. Yeah. Nice to talk yeah. with you. Appreciate you guys. Um, thank, thanks. Yeah. Thanks again, Jerry, for, uh, for letting us talk about our, uh, grandfather. And I hope, uh, people get something from his life as much as we did and, uh, some inspiration from, uh, some of the lessons we learned. I know it definitely, I think it made, uh, me a better human being and a better investor. Absolutely. And, uh, that's, that's what we're, that's what our show's about. We're trying to help people and inspire people. Yeah. So. Thanks for listening. Yeah, guys. And, uh, you guys have a great week. You too. too. Good luck. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Bye.